0: Good morning, church. So let's do this. I say God is good. You say all the time. time. (laughs) Okay. God is good? God is good? All the time? time. Very good. Uh, I was given a note that I needed to... handle this morning. It's one of the prayer cards that was submitted, and uh, you'll, you'll realize in a moment why uh, Alfredo was a little uncomfortable praying for this, but Abiezer, Sebastian, and Victoria, those are his three children, uh, wanted prayers for his, their father. He's turning, do you want me to give the year? How many, he's turning four, 48 years old today. Oh. So... <laughs> so. They're they're wishing him, and so are we, wishing you a happy birthday, brother. All right? You feel it? All right, good. Yeah, you're halfway to 96. (laughs) We love you, man. All right, very good. Uh, Let's read the text this morning. Uh, It's a great text. If you've been worshiping with us all the way throughout, this is Jesus' first experience in public ministry, and he does... Everything that we're going to read today, he does in one day. Uh, it starts in the morning and he ends at night. And uh, let's read the text, because it could be the kind of thing where if I don't read the text at the beginning, I may forget to read the text as we make our way through it. So let's read the text. If you recall, he was just in his home church last week. He went from the height of celebrity to they wanted to throw him over a cliff. And then he mysteriously, and I just love this, he mysteriously was able to navigate an angry home crowd uh, as they were booing him and uh, escape. And then our story picks up here in Luke. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. And, And here's the phrase again, they were amazed at his teaching because... His words had authority. This word authority is interesting because it it literally means exousia. And exousia is from the center of God. So when the text says that Jesus spoke as someone who had authority, it literally means he spoke as if he was coming from the very center of God. It's very powerful. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon. Now, we have to slow all these stories down because... We've read them so many times, we kind of forget, right? So let this sink in. In the synagogue, there was an outsider, a person there who was possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. And he cried out at the top of the voice Go away! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? we are the Holy One of God. Be quiet! Jesus said. Sternly. Come out of him. And then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. So that's the first thing he did on this one day. He's going to have a good day, by the way. All the people people were amazed and said to each other, what words these are! With exousia, with the, from the center of God and power, Holy Spirit. He gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the sound surrounding area. So a bunch of tweets and Facebook status updates, they all went out. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. This is our second experience. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her, so he bent over her, and he rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. That's the second story. Not a bad day so far. Two for two. That'll land you in the Hall of Fame. At sunset, third story, at sunset, the people brought to Jesus, now check out this list, All who had various kinds of sickness and laying His hands on each one, He healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, You are the Son of God! But He rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew He was the Messiah. So this goes on all night. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for Him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. They wanted to hang on to him. They wanted to bottle him. They wanted to market that. That's a good market, Mitch. That'll bring in a lot of money to the synagogue. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns. Because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. The reading of God's Word. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and let's dig in. And we're going to have a little fun, I hope, today as we make our way through this extremely fun night out. With God, God, we love you. We worship you. May it be more than just words on a page. After all, you're more than an idea. You're more than a sentence. You're everything and all that it means for God to be God, and fleshed in meat, in human form. Forgive us, forgive us, God. We so often domesticate you, we so often sentimentalize you, we all too often put you in our little tiny God box, and yet today, as is every day, when we really reclaim You, dear Jesus, You are anything but a God that exists in our box. You are a God whose middle name is surprise. May we live with that level, with that level of anticipation. Surprise? At who... God is, and what Christ does, as the Spirit unfolds truth and empowers His people. Your strong name, we pray. Amen. Okay, here's what I want to do. Instead of you know, usually there's a flow to these things—one or two or three or five points, Uh, right—and then a call to action at the end. I'm going to flip that. Here's the call to action. We're going to do this right at the beginning. Is this cool? Call to action. Here's here's the challenge for the summer. So you get there's a long summer. I realize there's vacations and reunions and all kinds of things, but this is the, this is the PPC, uh, A Great Night Out on the Town Challenge. Got it? This is A Great Night Out on the Town Challenge because what's happening in this text is, is we get to see Jesus having a great night out on the town. And there he is. Jesus. Has anybody ever thought that Jesus actually likes to have fun? Anybody thought that? How many people here have an image of Jesus that he's kind of just stern? Not really? Okay, that's good news. Uh, Jesus likes to have fun. He likes to laugh a lot. He likes to go out and he likes to be with people. He likes to hang out uh, in places where people are having fun in all kinds of ways. And he's never afraid of that. He just goes out. Right? So I love this image. I'm not sure if this is Samoan Jesus because he's got the flower in the hair, but it's not white guy Jesus, which is the main thing about this text or image. And he's smiling. So the challenge for the summer is a great night out on the town. That's the challenge. I don't think you're going to have to pour cold ice water over your head. That was a few years ago. This one's different. Okay? And what I'm going to do this morning is kind of fun. I've always wanted to do it. Never done it before. We're going to look at Luke 3 and 4. It's kind of a summary moment for us. So I'm going to breeze through some of this quickly. All right. So instead of just taking this text that I just wrote, read. <laughs> oh my, is anybody, can somebody get me a nitro coffee, please? Instead of just taking the text I read, we're going to take the last month's worth of teaching and bundle them all together because I think there's something in that bundle for us. It's called a great night out. And let's talk about how to have a great night out on the town in a way that pleases and honors God in Christ. Okay? Does anybody here like to go out and have a good time? Only 20 of you. Oh, Judy, 21, sorry. Does anyone like to go out and have a good time on the town? Thank you for being honest finally, or at least, you know, being willing to be honest in church. Yeah, I do too, right? Right? go out and hang out with people that are out having fun and notice what you notice. It's a different party. There's nothing wrong with that. So here's the deal. I think we can have a great night on the town if we follow a few directions. I've got five of them here. And I'm going to list the first four very quickly because it's a summary of the last four weeks. So you've got to go all the way back to Luke chapter 3. And as you've identified who you want to go out with, right, so it could be you as a person, it could be you as, a, as a, you and your partner, it could be you could partner up with another person or partner, and you're going to just, you're going to look for non-churchy kind of friends that you know, because you've got tons of them in your sphere of relationships, at least we ought to, right? It's not a holy club, we should have lots of friends that we connect with that maybe don't know Christ or worship another God, and that's okay. But the challenge is to spend one night out with them sometime along the line this summer with no agenda. Just get together and hang out. And I'm going to walk us through how this, these texts invite us to do that. Does that make sense? Or is it too complicated? Come on, I hear one come on. I hear a couple nods, see a couple nods, and the rest are like, man, can we get a nitro bar too? So as you're getting ready to go out with friends that may not be churchy kind of folks, We're not going to target people. This is a genuine, authentic love of all people because that's the way God is. Right? God's genuinely, lovingly, open to all people. So we do this out of the motivation. Quite simply, that's the way God is. How do we do it? Well, as you're getting ready, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about your own baptism. Now I know some of you may not remember your own baptism. But you can remember the symbolism of the baptism. And baptism is basically a sign, a symbol and seal that says you are on another team now. You've got a new jersey. You play for king, the team Kingdom of God. And there's a whole series of countercultural values that that employs. So as you're getting, you know, you're getting all coiffed up You know, and you're looking all nice, right? I want you to be thinking, I play on a different team. Just a gentle, friendly reminder, I'm on a different team. That's all. Just remember your baptism. Secondly, I want you to remember your call. Your call. Because in call, we know that we're called to Christ, we're called by Christ, we're called for Christ. That's the call. And it doesn't matter what vocation or what industry you work in or used to work in. That call remains the same. So if, if I remember my baptism, I play on a different team, then I'm called to Christ, by Christ, and for Christ. doesn't matter if I'm a salesperson, if I'm... Well, I just happened to see a couple of lawyers. Lawyer. lawyer if I engineer airplanes that are rocket ships that blow me away and they travel, you know, fast. A teacher, a pastor, the list goes on and on. In those areas of my vocation, I am still called by Christ, to Christ, for Christ. And even when I go out to have a great night out in town, I don't want to forget my baptism. I don't want to forget my call to and for and on behalf of Jesus Christ. Sounds kind of simple. But you know when you're getting ready and you're anticipating everything? Right? Where we're going? Things can happen. Right? So that's the second thing. Third thing comes from the temptation narratives of Christ. And I'm going to ask us to live past our temptations as the Holy Spirit of God gives us courage. Courage comes from a Latin root word, cor, C-O-R, and it means heart. To have courage is to have heart. And as a Christian who's baptized and been called by Christ to Christ and for Christ, our heart bends towards Christ. So you see what's happening here? We're setting ourselves up to have a wonderful time out on the town in a way that honors God in all things. With no particular agenda to say anything other than to have a relationship with someone else that's different than us. Because Jesus always goes. Tracking? Doing all right? Thank you very much. Fourthly, and this is quick, live the go life. Live the go life. Jesus is on the go. Jesus is always moving. Place to place, church to church, encounter to encounter, person to person. There's never, ever a time in the life of Jesus' ministry where He hubs in one place for decades. Shoot, His ministry is only about three years long. So He's moving all the time. Why? God's a God that's on the go. And so are we are called to go. That's why the series of Luke is entitled very simply and yet profoundly powerful, Go! And then, let's dig into these texts, or today's text. Because there's three kingdom of God virtues that I see here. There's a demoniac. There's the healing of Simon's mother-in-law. And then there's the healing of just all kinds of people. Right? So when you actually go out, I'd like to ask you to live these types of virtues when you're spending the great night out on town. Intentionally thoughtful about doing this. Being commissioned by the Holy Spirit of God to actually go and live like this. Very simple. Yet, how often do we really engage it? What I find fascinating about Jesus in this story is He has mercy and compassion for a demon-possessed person when He really wouldn't have to. Think about the role reversal happening here. Jesus gaining in celebrity, gaining in status, gaining in power, going to the right places to sit and see the right people. Who does he sit and see when he's in those places? He sits and sees the wrong kind of folks. The ones on the margin. The ones that have no voice. The ones that have been pushed way to the side. See that in the text? It's powerful. The ones that we may not say it out loud, but we would look down at. He doesn't have that much money. Strong stuff, eh? That's my Canadian imitation, by the way. Is that all right? You know? Yeah, you betcha. So as we go out that night on the town, create space for everyone you encounter. The servers, if you go to a restaurant. Look them in the eye and smile and be kind and nice. This is what Jesus is doing. He's restoring the image of God in all people regardless This is how he acts everywhere he goes. When he goes out. It's always a level playing field. If someone's been marginalized and been looked down upon most of their life, he restores and heals and eliminates the obstacle. So that the eyes can look at each other level. As opposed to looking down or looking up. Bob Goff, uh, the Love Does guy, anybody read Love Does? Okay, he's got a new book out called uh, Everybody Always. Anybody read that one? Okay, read them both. Read them both. He says uh, in his book, Everybody Always, he says this. Those people who are becoming love don't throw people off roofs. They lower people through the roof instead. Remember the healing where they couldn't get in to see Jesus because his celebrity was so big and they brought this paralyzed guy up to the roof and they pulled back the roof and lowered him through just to get to Jesus? That's the way Jesus goes. He's always creating space. He's always showing compassion. He's always pushing back the celebrity, the power, the money, so that transformation can take place for those who are on the outsides, or on the margins at least. I'm fascinated by his methodology, and we read these stories so fast that we forget to let it go deep. So when you go out and have this night on the town, work very hard to eliminate all class systems and look people in the eye and restore the dignity of the imago dei, the image of God in all people, because that's what Jesus does. See it in the text? And so he heals a demon-possessed guy. And then he goes to his mother-in-law's house who's got a really bad headache, maybe a migraine, we're not sure. They tended to lump all those things into spiritual power encounter. And what he does is he speaks kind, just kind words that heal. He just speaks kind words that heal. And he he touches her on the forehead and it's gone. Would't that be nice? Every time you get a migraine, that would be lovely. So as you know, I'm, I'm kind of a quote, junkie. Um, I like quotes. I think they're powerful and profound. can be. Uh, and so I, I listen, you know, on social media, I'm following people that like other quotes, the good quote and a bunch of other individuals. came across one this week that I, I really like. I'm going to read it slow. It goes like this. Before we hurt someone, feel their pain. Before we say something that we will regret, think. Before we assume something, take time to learn. before we judge someone, work really hard to understand their story in life. Because I think Jesus did that with Simon's mother-in-law. And this third story on this great night out that we're walking with Jesus in and through, Is he just he just heals whoever shows up. And mostly they were people that were hiding, Afraid for their lives, they were ostracized. They were told to go live in certain parts of the town. They were on the fringes and on the margins and they somehow managed to muster up the courage to go see this preacher. This Christ. This Messiah. Is this the one? And he did it all the way through the night until morning. So as you spend your great night uh, out on the town... I want you to keep all these things in mind. Jesus came to flourish all of human life. Everyone he encountered. Yeah, I, I came across a... Well, actually, I, was, I witnessed something last week. I was driving home. Uh, north on Valencia, not quite... Just past El Dorado High School. And there's a baseball diamond on the right side by George Key School. You know the baseball field's there? So I stopped at the light, turned yellow, and I obeyed, and I stopped. And I looked over to the right, because, I, you know, I grew up in a baseball sports family, so I, I, just, I, just, it just brings a lot back, you know. And the game hadn't started. There was the, the fields were being uh, marked, chalked, and there was a gal there, and I can only assume that she was probably the the statistician but she gets there early I could tell she had a big yellow bag and I could see her clipboard with the scorecard on it remember that just love all that just love that and I watched her at the light for a few moments I'm thinking all right there's gonna be a baseball game here pretty soon this is cool and then I started to do something that no one else could see she took out a rag from her bag and she started wiping down the bleachers And I thought to myself, are you kidding me? She doesn't have to do that. She's got a job and a role to fill, but I'm not sure that's it. But somewhere along the line, she wanted everyone to flourish and have a great experience. Even to the point of clearing off the bleachers and the dirt and the grime and whatever else the birds left behind. She was just being kind. She created space for everybody. She, In such a simple yet powerful, almost sacramental way, she embodied these three things that Jesus did on His night out. She created space for everybody. She was speaking kind words and her actions that would heal. And her ultimate goal is just so that everybody will have a great time. A flourishing life. Just like him. I love it. (laughs) So take the great night out on the town challenge this summer, okay? Anybody in? A couple people in? How many need time to think about it? I mean, who doesn't want to go out? It's no big deal. He did it all the time. And... uh, on the bottom of the sermon notes, I've added a few additional things that I think would be kind of cool, uh, especially after you've done this. Get together with a, a trusted life group and process your experience and, and, and just talk about it. First of all, notice the fact that the world didn't come to an end and you lived. Think about how much that simple act corresponds with the life and teachings and method of Jesus Christ. Christ. And think about how antithetical that usually is to the way we conceptualize being and doing church in our modern context. And then go do it again. And again. And again. And again. Your life will be changed, your worldview will expand. We'll understand who those people are that are on the margins and the outsides so that we would in fact have a little bit more heart, courage, core, to go. It's so simple. It's almost embarrassing today. Yet so profound. So powerful. So transformational. So kingdom of God. So aspirationally PPC. May it be so. Let's pray. It's almost embarrassing to talk about and challenge even myself to find time from a busy meeting schedule in a church that goes on and on and on and on and on. To say, create space for some friends. And then to just be the hands and feet of Christ to everyone we meet on the street. Because it's about loving always everybody. What a great night out in the town that would be. Give us the core, the heart and the courage to live more faithfully and fully into that promise. In your strong name, we pray. Amen.